BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is a bonus episode to help us close out 2022. How I read 120 books this year. Okay, this is not an episode of bragging. This is not an episode to make you feel like you should figure out a way to read 120 books or 20 books or 200 books or two books or whatever. This episode is not about numbers or even reaching rating goals. It's barely about books. I mean, it kind of is. But this is really about what happens when you actively choose to be a genius about something that matters, like reading matters to me. So here's what we're going to do. The first half of this episode will all be about the choices I made to be a genius about something that matters. And then the second half will be more reading specific if you are a book book nerd like I am. The breakdowns, favorite titles, stuff like that. Okay, so let's start with this genius part, right? I love reading. I love reading reading. It is my favorite hobby of all the hobbies. For a while after college, I took a long break from reading. I got an English degree and so I had to read a lot. And then I graduated and I watched TV a lot. Those were the glory days, y'all, of ER and Lost. Like, why would I read? (laughs) But then I started reading again. I fell in love even deeper with it than I was before. And I cannot remember a day that's gone by in years and years where I have not read for at least a few minutes. So I very much love reading. It matters deeply to me. And it is something I want to be a genius about. Now, we will put some other episodes in the show notes that we have that are about books. Episodes about how to organize your books, how to find time to read. Um, An episode with my favorite book guru, Ann Bogle, about how to figure out what to read next. We have a lot of great book-related episodes in the archives. So there's plenty there to listen to because I love reading a lot and so I talk about it a lot. Now, just because you love something does not necessarily mean you have to be a genius about it. You don't have to spend a ton of time on it or get really good at it or be super intentional about it. Some things you can just love when they come around and that's it. And then of course, there are things you love that you do want to be a genius about. You do want to invest the time and the energy and the knowledge and the intention into making that thing, whatever it is, an integral part of your life. So remember that. It doesn't have to be a genius thing just because you love it. Most years, but especially this year at the start of 2022, I wanted reading to be an integral part of my life. I wanted to be a genius about it. I didn't set reading goals or anything. I didn't have a number to hit, but I knew from past experiences that there is little that gives me the same kind of pleasure that reading does. I mean, I love like, I love being with people, obviously. There's nothing like a good playoff game seven, 
But in general, the most consistent way that I can add joy and enjoyment to my life is by reading. It rarely, it rarely lets me down. I would say even when I'm in a slump, I still value the energy I spend trying to get out of my slump. That is still valuable to me. So going into this year, this past year, I made a single commitment to myself about reading. If there was nothing more compelling to do, I would read. At any point, within reason, of course, if I had the ability to read, I would. Now, I still watch sports. I still listen to podcasts. I still did my job. I still played with my kids. I still sat in silence. But in those moments where I had a choice to make about how I could spend my time, I would choose to read. Basically, if reading was an option, I'd try to take it. Now, what am I really saying here? I have actively chosen reading over other things time and time again. Now, in the past, I usually read about 50 to 60 books a year. And the choice to choose reading when it was an option doubled my reading. But it also took things away, right? That's the thing about being a genius about something. It almost always requires you to let something else go to be lazy about something, to take energy that was going to go one direction and send it in another. So this past year, I have listened to fewer podcast episodes than I have in the past. Now, I love podcasts, like a lot. And I love that you love podcasts, especially this one. You're you're loving podcasts. It pays my actual bills. It helps me pay my team. So please keep listening. But there were a few shows that I stopped listening to altogether because I chose reading instead. There are a few shows that I listen to an episode that is like super compelling, but I would kind of leave the rest because reading is more compelling to me than that. I've also given up a lot of TV. Our TV habits have shifted in recent years. My boys just, they just stay up later. <laughs> I mean, y'all, they go to bed at like 945 minimum. Usually it's 10. So there is very little room for this lady to invest in a show with kids who not only go to bed late, but who are also like deeply not interested in watching anything I invite them to watch with me. I mean, like I try to get them to watch, you know, classics like The Office and Bob's Burgers, which some of you are like, that's not classic, but it is to me. Like, I think they would love Stranger Things if they just got over the initial fear of the unknown of it. But no, they say no. They say no. They want to watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives instead. Or Fixer Upper. Y'all, they love Joanna. So I read while they do that. And then when they go to bed, I don't usually have the energy to start a new show with Cos. And the truth is, y'all, Cos falls asleep on the couch within 10 minutes of the boys going to bed anyway. Like, we're just tired. So that's another reason that I found it easier to choose reading over TV just because of our season of life. But I did choose it. Now, it doesn't mean that reading is better or more worthy. I deeply disagree with that. Have you seen some of the magic that is on TV right now? Gracious. But for me, and this year especially, I predominantly choose the stories in books over the stories on podcasts and in TV shows. So that is an application of the Lazy Genius Principle, Essentialize. I got rid of what is in the way of what matters. Another principle I used is to build the right routines. I worked reading into almost every existing routine I could. I read in the morning with my coffee. I read during my lunch break. I read by listening to an audiobook when I'm doing stuff around the house or running errands or, you know, in the car and in the stores, honestly. I read while the kids watch Guy Fieri at night. I read when I go to bed. 
I read throughout the day. I read while I'm waiting for a podcast episode to, to like download. I have rhythms of what form my reading will take during those times. So that's like almost a decide once. I listen to audiobooks when I'm moving around and I can't be still. I read ebooks or physical books otherwise. I always carry whatever book I'm reading around with me. Like, right, I keep my uh, Kindle Paperwhite. I love that thing. Or whatever physical book I'm reading. I carry it around in the room I'm in. Like I, like I do my phone. I just carry it with me. I'm keeping reading close by so I can do it whenever time allows. I also added audiobooks to my life in 2022. I will share the breakdown of those versus like physical books in the second half of the episode. But that for sure has added so much beautiful reading to my life. And I know there are people who don't think that listening to audiobooks is real reading, but they are sorely mistaken. At a very basic level, that means that people who are visually impaired who can only listen to books are not actually reading books, that they're not really readers. And we all know that's not true. There have also been studies that show that comprehension doesn't really change between readers of physical books and audiobooks. Like listening and reading both require the same kind of attention to comprehend the story. So they're both utilizing your brain in active ways. Like we could go on and on. But if you are a person who has been hesitant to read audiobooks because you feel like they don't count, I would ask you what the alternative is. One is that you don't read. If you have tiny humans at home, you're not going to be able to read a book with pages you have to flip. You're home babies. But can you listen to a book? You sure can. It's like grown-up story time. When you're a kid and somebody reads you a story, it is a formative reading experience. It stays in your reading memory. The same is true, I think, for audiobooks. So that is another way I was a genius about reading. I expanded my formats, right, to include audiobooks. So in summary, I chose on purpose to be a genius about reading this year, at least genius to me, right? I wanted to put more time and energy into it than in years past, not to necessarily read more books by the number, but to have it be part of my life in a deeper, more consistent way. I did that by choosing to read whenever it was available. And that meant a few things. I let other things go. I added reading to my existing routines. I kept reading near me at all times. And I expanded the formats that I used to read. So I essentialized, I built the right routines, and I decided once. I used a lot of Lazy Genius principles over the last year to double my reading. Double it. That's nuts from years before. Now, does the number matter? Not to me. It doesn't. It is significant simply because it's different than last year. It shows that choosing something over and over again, it does make a difference in what matters to you. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site 
on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice though is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature though is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Okay, now for the book nerd numbers. Here's the breakdown of my reading in 2022. At the time that I'm actually recording this, it is the second week of December since we're working ahead to take a long break over the holidays at uh, LGHQ. And I'm finishing the year with 120 books. So I do this thing where I log my books from the start of Christmas break to the start of the next Christmas break. 
I am not a January 1 to December 31 person. I'm closing out my 2022 reading kind of like December 16th, which is when I stop making content for the year. And when my kids are out of school and winter break, like that really starts. And I read a lot during winter break. So technically in this 2022 count, nine of those books happened in the last two weeks of December 2021, right? So just so you know, there's that. Now I track my reading in Trello. I have done a blog post about that, or maybe it's an Instagram post, maybe both. Either way, we'll have something in the show notes that shows how I use Trello to track my reading. I don't really, at this point in my life, I don't use a a book log or reading log as much because so much of my processing of what I read is done in my newsletter, the latest lazy letter. I share the books that I read every month. So they kind of get solidified in my mind regularly. And that means I don't feel the need to log them anywhere that much outside of those lists in Trello. It's just quicker for me right now. So here are some stats. I read 120 books total. 86 were fiction and 34 were nonfiction. That's usually a more even split. And this year it was like way different. So that was surprising. In terms of format, it landed about where I expected. 51 of the 120 were like physical in my hand books. 30 were ebooks and 39 were audiobooks. Of the 120 books, 11 of them were rereads. I reread The Hunger Games and I read the Throne of Glass series. My biggest reading stretch where I read the most books over the shortest amount of time was December break, like last year into January. I read 29 books over six weeks, (laughs) which is like a lot, right? And yet in April last year, I finished one book, just one just one. Now looking at the titles around that book, I can see why. None of the books were loves. So I had had a lot of meh books for me without a lot of motivation to pick any of them up. So that's a thing to notice. My most read authors were Sarah J. Moss and Neil Gaiman. And that's no surprise to anyone. And my most read genre was fantasy, which also surprises no one. I also just really enjoyed my reading year. Like even with that little spring slump, I don't think I've enjoyed a reading year more. And I think that's mostly because I just read so much. Now, real quick, just to, clo- just to close this up, here are my favorite books I read in 2022. My favorite book of the year was The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. Now, it was written a long time ago. Not long, but you know what I'm saying. I don't know the year, but it's not like a new release or anything. But I read it for the first time this year. It is up there with The Ocean at the End of the Lane and The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. The Ocean at the End of the Lane is also by Neil Gaiman. Um, It ranks as like one of my favorites of all time. I, I loved The Graveyard Book. Other fiction favorites included the Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Moss, because I read that for the first time this year. Upgrade by Blake Crouch, which was a sci-fi thriller. I love Blake Crouch. I've loved everything that Blake Crouch has written. Gilded by Marissa Meyer, which is a dark retelling of Rumpelstiltskin. It's real good. Piranesi, which is a weird little book about a man caught in a castle in the middle of the ocean that's full of portals to other worlds. It's so weird and so delightful. I love weird little books. And then Book Lovers by Emily Henry. That was my favorite rom-com book, maybe ever. I loved, I loved, I loved 
book lovers. My favorite audiobook of the year was Taste by Stanley Tucci. Good gracious. It was so good. Followed very closely by a novel. This was my favorite fiction audiobook listen, Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson, narrated by Marin Ireland. And then I also loved Finding Me by Viola Davis. That was an incredible memoir audiobook experience. My favorite nonfiction read, like in my hand, you know, uh, my favorite nonfiction read of the year was The Making of Biblical Womanhood by Beth Allison Barr, followed very closely by I Hope This Finds You Well, a book of poetry by Kate Bear. And what's crazy is that if I scroll down my Trello list and I see my like top 30 books, all of them could be contenders for top 10 book in any year. Like, I guess that's what happens when you read a lot that you just have a lot of favorites, right? You just get more books that you really love. But those are the stats. And that is how I read 120 books this year. I hope it encourages you to think differently about something that you want to be a genius about or about reading in general. It doesn't have to be the numbers. It's just about what matters to you, right? If you are interested in getting my uh, book reviews and recommendations once a month, my newsletter, The Latest Lazy Letter, it goes out at the beginning of every month and it has every book I read written down, <laughs> explained, and I share whether or not it's for you or why it wasn't for me, et cetera, et cetera. That's what a book review is, guys. So if you are interested in getting that, you can go to thelazygeniuscollective.com slash join and sign up to get The Latest Lazy Letter. Okay, y'all, that is it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. Happy New Year. I'll see you next week. Insurance. We know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.